makes someone a good leader or a good example? Maybe you think of, well, the person has to be responsible. They have to do a good job. They have to give directions clearly. They have to know what they are doing. There's a lot of things that make someone a good leader or a good example. And our memory verse today talks about how you can be a good example. Our memory verse is found in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 12. 1 Timothy is in the New Testament part of the Bible. And 1 Timothy was one of the letters that Paul wrote to a young man named Timothy. Remember that Paul was one of the 40 men who wrote the books of the Bible, right? And God told him the words to write down, and he wrote them down. Paul was the man who wrote the most books of the Bible. He wrote two letters to a young man named Timothy. And our memory verse today is from his first letter to Timothy. So it's in 1 Timothy, or you could also say 1 Timothy. It's in chapter 4, verse 12. If you have a Bible, you can get your Bible and look up this verse. If you don't know how to find 1 Timothy, you could always go over to the table of contents, which is a page near the front of the Bible, and then you could find 1 Timothy, find the page number, turn over to that page, and then you can find the chapter, chapter 4, and verse, which is verse number 12. And it says, Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers, in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. 1 Timothy 4, 12. Well, let's go over what this verse means. Let no man despise thy youth. Well, that means don't let anyone think little of you because you're young. When it says youth, that means that you're young. You're not too old yet. Let no man despise thy youth. No man. Don't let anyone, don't let any person think little of you because you're young. God says, even if you're young, you can be a good example. But be thou an example of the believers. Remember, thou is a word for you, and you can be an example. So if you've believed in Jesus, God wants you to be an example to other people who believe in Jesus, to other Christians. God wants you to be an example to others. Even if you're little, even if you're very young, God says you can still be an example to people who believe in Jesus. But there are six different ways you can be an example to them. And the memory verse says those six different ways. It says in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. So you can be an example to the believers. You can show them how you can be a good example of the believers, even if you're young. Some people might not trust you because you're young. Some people might look down on you because you're young. Some people might criticize you because you are young or not too old yet. But 
God says here, don't let anyone think little of you because you're young. You can still be an example to other people who believe in Jesus. So let's go over the six ways that you can be an example to them. The first says, in word. Well, that means what you say. You can be an example to the believers. And when I say believers, I mean people who believe in Jesus. You can be an example to them by what you say. The words that you say should show others that you believe in Jesus. Also, the words that you don't say will show others that you are following God and saying what he wants you to say. The second way you can be an example is in conversation. Well, that's in what you do, your actions. So you can be an example to others in word, in what you say, and in conversation, your actions, what you do. Let's see the memory verse again. 1 Timothy 4.12 Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers. In word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. 1 Timothy 4.12 12. Despise in this verse means like feeling like you are worthless, that you don't have any value. But God says, don't let anyone think little of you or think you're worthless just because you're a young person who believes in Jesus. If you're little and you believe in Jesus, you can still be an example to others who believe in Jesus too, to other believers. And you can be an example in word, in what you say, in your conversation, in how you act. In charity is the third one. And that means in how you show love to others. You can be an example in that way. You can be an example to others in word, in what you say, in your conversation, meaning what you do, your actions. And in charity, that means in your love, in showing love to others, how you show love to others. The fourth way is in spirit. That's meaning your attitudes. Do you have a bad attitude? And whenever maybe mommy tells you to do something, you grumble, you complain, and you talk back to your mommy and show disrespect? Or do you have a good attitude? And when your mommy tells you to do something, you obey, and you obey without complaining. You obey with a good attitude. You don't talk back to your mommy. Even if you don't like to do the thing that she told you to do, you still obey with a good attitude. God says that our attitudes can also be a way that we can be an example to others. You can be an example to other believers in word meaning in what you say, in your conversation, your actions, what you do, in your charity, that means how you love others, how you show that love to others, in spirit, meaning your attitudes, and there's two more, in faith, that means trusting and obeying God. You can be an example to others in how you trust and obey God. And the last one is in purity. Well, that means staying away from evil, staying away from things that God would not like you to do. 
So we have those six ways that you can be an example to the believers. In word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Six different ways. And those six different ways cover a lot of things, don't they? In word reminds you of what you say. In conversation reminds you of what you do, your actions. In charity is how you show love to others. In spirit is your attitudes. Make sure you got the right attitudes. In faith means trusting and obeying God. And the last one, in purity, reminds you to stay away from bad and evil things and to do the things that God would want you to do to keep your life clean from sin. 1 Timothy 4.12 Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers, in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. 1 Timothy 4.12 Don't let anyone look down on you because you're a little person who believes in Jesus. You can believe in Jesus even if you're young. Some people might look down on you. Some people might think that you don't understand what the Bible says about Jesus. But remember, if you've believed in Jesus, you can be an example of the believers. Even if you're young and you're not too old yet, you can be an example. You can be an example to older people who believe in Jesus. And you can be an example in these six ways. In word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. 1 Timothy 4.12 Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers. In word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. 1 Timothy 4.12 what chariots are? Chariots are a thing that people used for battle a long, long time ago. This is before they had anything like vehicles or tanks or other weapons of war and battle that we see today. Chariots were drawn by horses and they had wheels so the horses could pull them and inside the chariot would be a person and the people like kings and soldiers, used chariots in battle. There were 900 chariots in the battle that we'll be talking about today. And there were thousands of enemy soldiers and hundreds of horses pulling those chariots. Wow, what if you had to face an enemy like that? That would be so amazing and a bit shocking to be faced with that huge army. 
What if you did not have a sword or a shield or anything to protect yourself? Remember that in these days, in these days when things in the Bible happen, there were no guns, so don't think about using that. They had to use things like swords and spears and shields and chariots. So what if you did not have a sword or a shield and you didn't have anything to protect yourself? Would you be afraid? I think I would be afraid. And that's exactly how the people of Israel felt. They were very afraid of the army of a general named Sisera. And today we'll be talking about that. Now remember that the people of Israel had forgotten their promise to be loyal to God. They were worshiping idols, those false gods, instead of the living God. And this time, their disloyalty, disloyalty means being not loyal, their disloyalty had lasted 20 long years. Wow, that's a long time. 20 years. So for 20 years, the Israelites had been attacked by their enemies. They had not been able to walk down the main road to their homes because the soldiers were right there and would attack them. Their army had no weapons because General Sisera's army had stolen all of the Israelites' weapons and tools to make weapons of their own. The people of Israel were helpless and they were afraid. They cried out to God for help and they prayed and they asked God to help them and set them free from the terrible army of General Sisera. But the Israelites, they had been worshiping idols for 20 years. I mean, why should God help them? They've been so disloyal to God. They did not deserve God's help. But God loved them and was the only one who could help them. And our Creator God... He's the only one who can help you with the problem of your sin. And that is your biggest need. The need for you to be delivered from your sin's punishment. Because you were born wanting to sin and deserving God's punishment. And God's punishment for sin is to be separated from him forever. And when you disobey your parents or you take something that doesn't belong to you, that is sin. It's anything you think, say, or do that breaks God's laws. And you can't do anything to get rid of sin on your own. But because God loves you so much, he made the way for your sin to be forgiven. And you might already know what that way is. The Bible says God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Commendeth means showed. God showed his love to you that even though you've sinned, he sent his only begotten son, Jesus, Jesus Christ, to die for your sin. Jesus is perfect. He's never done anything wrong, but he bled and died on the cross to take the punishment for your sin. He did that for you. And after Jesus died, he was buried in a tomb. But on the third day after, he rose again and he is alive today. God loves you. He wants to save you from your sin. He's the only one that can do that. And God was the only one who could save the Israelites from General Sisera's army. They didn't deserve to be helped by God. They didn't deserve God's mercy. But they were very thankful when they learned that God would help them. And God showed his love for the people by sending a judge. And her name was Deborah. Now a judge is someone who decides what is right based on what the law says. So Deborah knew the laws that God had said. 
When people came to her with a problem, she would be the judge. She would tell them what was right based on God's law. God gave Deborah wisdom how to solve disagreements. When the people came to her with problems, God gave Deborah wisdom to know how to fix those problems. The people respected Deborah. She was a good example. She helped them know what to do. And if you know Jesus as your Savior, you can be a good example too. You can begin to be a good example in small ways. You might not be too old yet. Maybe you're only 10. Maybe you're younger than 10. But you can be an example to other people who believe in Jesus. Remember that our memory verse today says how you can be a good example? 1 Timothy 4.12 Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers. In word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. 1 Timothy 4.12 You can be an example to other believers. Others might come to you for advice, or maybe they just want to come to you to talk about what they're going through and their problems. Maybe you have a friend whose dad has left home, and they're very sad. How can you be a good example to them? You can be a good example to them in your words. So what could you say that would be a good example to them? You could say things like that God loves them, and that God cares for them, and God will never leave them. What about how your, your actions, what kind of actions could you do to be a good example to the believers? You could take time to listen to them. You could truly listen and pay attention to what they're saying. You could spend time with them. Maybe they're lonely and they need a friend. You can spend time with them. And what about by your attitude? How could you be a good example to them in spirit, in your attitude? Well, just because you might not have the same problem, don't be proud. You have problems in your life. They might be different problems. But when your friend comes to you with this problem, don't get all proud and say, well, I don't have that problem. You don't have to be proud like that. You can listen and you can pay attention to what your friend is saying. And don't be proud that you don't have that kind of problem. Because you might have a problem like that later on. Or you might have a different problem. So you don't need to be proud that you don't have that kind of problem. You can be a good example to others in what you say, in your actions, and in your attitudes, and in those three other ways that the verse mentions too. And Deborah was a good example, and she helped the Israelites know what to do. The people respected her advice. They listened to her. And she lived in the southern part of Israel, and she sent a message to a man named Barak. Barak lived in the northern part of Israel. Now remember, when these people were alive, thousands of years ago, they didn't have the post office, they didn't have cell phone, they didn't have texting, they didn't have Facebook or TikTok or Snapchat or anything like that to send a message. So Deborah sent somebody to go up to Barak and tell him to come down and see Deborah. Now when Barak came, Deborah told Barak, the Lord God of Israel has instructions for you. Go to Mount Tabor and take 10,000 men with you. God is going to bring General Sisera with all his chariots and army. 
There, God will give you victory over General Sisera. Wow, that's quite a message. All Barak had to do was to get 10,000 men of his army together, go to Mount Tabor, and God would give the victory. What did God say he would do? God said that he would bring General Sisera and his army to that mountain and that God would give Barak victory over General Sisera. Well, you would think that Barak would be so excited and he would start to get his 10,000 men together and go right away to the mountain. But that's not exactly what he did. Barak said to Deborah, if you will go with me, I will go. But if you will not go with me, I will not go. Was Barak afraid? The Bible doesn't say why Barak didn't want to go into battle without Deborah. Maybe he was afraid. Maybe he just wanted to be sure that God would go with him. And he knew that God was with Deborah. Well, Deborah was ready. She said, I will surely go with you. She was not afraid to go. She knew God's promise was true. But Deborah had more to say to Barak. Deborah told Barak, that because you hesitated to go into battle without me, you will not get the honor for the victory. I'm not sure what Barak thought when he heard that, but he just wanted to be sure that Deborah was going with him and his army to Mount Tabor to get this victory. So Deborah left with Barak, and soon the 10,000 men were there at Mount Tabor, and God brought General Sisera's army to that mountain there. As they gathered in the valley below the mountain, Deborah, Barak, and the 10,000 Israelite men could see General Sisera and his army. Deborah was so sure that God was going ahead of them into battle. She was not worried or afraid at all. She said, let's go. This is the day the Lord has given Sisera to us. She's talking about General Sisera. Deborah was a really good example. Her army was willing to follow her into battle because they trusted her. They respected her. And how can you grow up? To be a good example, others will trust and respect. You can be faithful to help others in little opportunities that God gives you as you grow up. Here's some examples. Here's some ways you can do that. Maybe your little brother or sister is afraid of storms and there's a great big thunderstorm going on and they come to you with that problem. They're very afraid and every time the thunder comes, they get very scared and very frightened. How can you be an example to them? You can be an example by not just telling them to be brave, you be brave. And when the thunder comes, you don't get all afraid. You are brave because you know God is right there with you. You can put your trust in God. You can be an example for God. The Bible says, be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. Be careful to do what God tells you in the Bible. And you can grow up to be a good example that others will trust and respect. And Deborah was trusted and respected. She was a good example. She had total confidence in God's ability to give victory in the battle. As soon as Barak took the first step in obeying God, God sent a strong storm with rain and hail and lightning. Now, I've talked to you before about hail. Hail is those little balls of ice that fall from the sky. And if they get too big, they can really make some serious damage. It must have been amazing to see this rain and this hail and lightning because normally in that time of the year when this happened, it didn't rain. But it rained so hard and so fast that by the time that Barak and the army got down to the base of the mountain, Sisera's army 
Their chariots were stuck in the mud. Wow, that's a lot of rain to make the mud happen that fast. Sisera's soldiers were all confused. They were even falling on their own swords and dying. Barak kept after Sisera's men until not one of them was left alive. They destroyed the entire army. General Sisera was so afraid. He left his chariot and he took off running as fast as he could run. And he ran to the tent of a woman named Jael and stopped there to rest. And when he fell asleep, you know what Jael did? Jael took a tent peg. Do you know what a tent peg is? If you've ever seen a tent set up and you see that big post in the ground that like holds up the tent, that's like an example of a tent peg. She took a tent peg and she put it right on General Sisera's head and she hammered it through his head and he died. Wow. Jael got the victory over General Sisera. After the great victory, Deborah received praise all throughout Israel. She was a good example to her people and God used her to deliver her people from the Israelites. God used her to deliver her people, the Israelites, from General Sisera and his army. And that day, Deborah, Barak, and the people of Israel sang praises to God. And for 40 years, there was peace in the land. Deborah was a good example, wasn't she? And if you know Jesus as your Savior, you can be a good example to other believers too. Remember that our memory verse today, 1 Timothy 4.12, says, let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. You can be a good example to others. You can show others what to do by your example. You can be a good example, though, only if you've called on Jesus to save you from your sin. And the Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. God loves you. He's the only one that can save you from your sin. And he showed his love by sending the Lord Jesus, his perfect son, to bleed and die on the cross as punishment for your sin. And then he rose again. And if you call on Jesus and you tell him you're a sinner and you believe that he died on the cross for your sin, you will be saved. God will rescue you from the punishment of being separated from him. He will forgive all your sin if you call on him to save you. Are you ready to call on Jesus to save you from your sin? If you are, you can tell him something like this and truly mean it. Dear Jesus, I have sinned and I am sorry. I believe you died and rose again. I am calling on you to save me from my sin. Please change me on the inside to live your way with your help. In Jesus' name, amen. You can choose to call on Jesus to save you. If you'd like to read about Deborah and Barak, you can find this in Judges chapter 4, all of chapter 4, and then Judges chapter 5 up to verse 31. Well, that's all for this time. See you next time. Bye.